Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's Jared from Celtic Down Under, joined by Alan from the Celtic You'll Never Walk Alone page. How you going, mate? How's it going, Jared? How's things? Yeah, great, Alan. So uh, here we're having a doing a spotlight series, first one where we're doing it on a Facebook fan page. So it's a bit of a different feel for us on this chat tonight. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your page and when you started it all? Yeah, so I've actually... Let's let's say there's a Facebook page and a Facebook group. Yep. So we're gonna say I had a Facebook group um, that only had that reached up to one k, and then um, with control settings and whatever, I set up, I moved over to a different group called Celtic. You'll never walk alone. And from there, we've gained and gained and gained members. Even within the first three months of outed the previous group that was there a year, a year yep. up on the platform. And then from there, we're, we're up 5.9 on our group now at the minute. And then a year later, I set up Celtic YNWA page, which is fantastic because uh, that's up to 10K. And then um, what I try to do, Jared, is I try to... Why I set it up was my little nephew about four years ago um, was in hospital and I put up a post in a Celtic form and some comments were okay and then some the admins weren't kind of happy with the post, let's say. Yeah. Um, but I was just saying, can you can you have me little nephew when it's taught? He only has one one lung and um, he got half a lung removed. He, his heart was in the middle and um, I wasn't looking for any donations. I just said, can people keep an eye and from there that's where we really set up Celtic YNWA because 
I felt the feedback from that that one particular, and I don't really like saying bad or whatever, but from that one, I've set up Celtic YNWA. Um, and then I realised that there was other supporters, Celtic fans, um, that were needing kind of assistance or kind of wanted to be part of a family. Um, and from there, we've just grown and we've done loads of charity work in the last year or two. Um, and it's just been fantastic. We've, we've, we've now set up Instagram and, um, with, well, we have Instagram up at the same time as the page. So it'll be, um, a year up just so, and that has 1k members off the top of my head. So it's, the support's been great and the page has been, so about the page realistic, it'll be more kind of, you get your in-match kind of goal alerts. You'll get, um, you get your in-match goal alerts. You'd get your transfer news or kind of limit the transfer news on sort of speculation um, to when it's written. Um, And then we obviously make a lot of pile of photos and then I've run other things on top of it. And uh, it's very, very busy on this, on Celtic YNWA. But it's been fantastic. It's the the family's just grown and grown and grown. And maybe we chat with a few more platforms in the next year. That's the aim. Um, And we'll see where it comes from that platform. Um, The number one one. The number one platform I'm looking yeah. at the minute YouTube. Yeah. So I'm really looking at YouTube. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So like you mentioned the word family there a lot, and for me, being like following the page and seeing it, I'm really liking the interaction, the people putting up their pictures of them and their kids watching the games, or both the kids wearing the hoops and just indoctrinating the next the next mm-hmm. generation, getting them into it. So it's good to see that sort of stuff, and then. On top of that, as you said, you've got your transfer rumours, you've got your 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 match updates, your goal scorers, that sort of stuff, and it's just all Celtic related. Like some pages you go on and you've got Celtic Rangers, and there's like sixty percent Rangers just bagging them out, and it's like I, we all love a bit. No, of like, we all love a little bit of the uh, of picking on them, but at the same time, it's like it's about Celtic. Yeah, and, and that's number one about my group and completely sure as you've seen it there's there's no rangers post till actually to when we're actually our rangers sleeve coat whatever you want to call them till the week before that match and then it'll probably go off two days after regardless if you win draw or lose it's always the monday or the monday evening it'll shut off and all members are updated and posted saying look these are the group rules we want to Follow on Celtic. That's what our name is about. And let's concentrate on Celtic. Leave the banter alone. Let's concentrate with each other. And then um, I always find that's what the platform stared at Celtic. I don't care about Rangers. I don't. Uh, to me, I, uh, I'm not looking at that transfer. I don't care less. It's it's about my members and what what my members want. And you know, I've when I first set it up, I've done a poll regarding it, and that's what the members wanted it. They wanted it all Celtic, so it was great. Uh, that's good. That's what we like because, yeah, sometimes you, you go through, like I'm on about 20 different pages or whatever, and you scroll yeah. through and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, Rangers again, yeah. Rangers again, Rangers again. 
Yeah. So I, I make sure there's none, and that, and that kind of helps me as a group and a page. Um, that there's there's actually none, and a lot of people have came and they text the inbox and on the page and said one of the best pages because you know Ranger. I I always try try to, and I even try to have a little banter into the lead up the of the game. I try to make a vote, vote or two, um, just to have a bit of banter and stuff like that, and have people laughing or whatever, you know, yeah. That's great. So, yeah, just um. When you so you've told us about how you set up the page, the growth of it. Is there any other links that you've got with other groups? Or I'm, I'm fishing here because I know the answer to this myself. But are there any other groups that you're linked with, or that you do work with for, as you mentioned, charities before or whatever? Yeah. So what we what we try to do is with because uh, we set it up and I don't want any. I link Celtic supporters to. To Celtic different outlets to uh, Celtic charities. Like I'm just gonna say one for instance, uh, a person last year won't name names came to the page and asked, "Can you link us up with with such a group in like Newcastle?" And uh, we linked them up with Tyneside in Newcastle. So we kind of link people in as much as we can and spread the information out as much as we can. Um. As I said, we're a family, so we're not as Celtic C- CSC as you want to call it, but we're, uh, but we try to be as much as a family and try to point people in the right direction. And that's what we always try to do. Um, regardless of the situation, if it's a death or leaving, do it. There's, there's a, that's what I am here for. Yeah. And your admin team that helps you out noticed that they are always on the ball and very helpful. You want to give any of them a shout out? I, I, do you know what? I'm not gonna just single, single one admin because it's all down as a team effort, and each admin over the last year have been fantastic. I, I am gonna say that I've met three, uh, two admins in personal. I think two to three admin. So I have a list of seven to eight admins, um, and each admin will do each different. Derek, I welcome you on, on board just so you can see yourself uh, how we run and how we operate and, and hopefully that will help Celtic down under and um, going forward. Um, on our, my admins, I've met Kevin and Kelly um, and I just want to say that like Celtic YNWA page you'll see on our badges and on a, a lot of our photos that mitochondrial disease and I think it's very aware it's very good to spread that awareness because not many people know it's a, anybody can gain it and um, we're not a medical here I'm not I'm not a nurse um, but anybody can get it it's it's um, I'm not going to explain what what type it is but it's we're kind of spreading awareness for a little green ribbon for football teams is also um, here in Ireland or up the northern Ireland um, we've it's been it's with the Charlie Gard Foundation also, so um, and it'll be the same thing that Charlie Gard has died from. So that's Kevin, and then I met up with Kelly there two years ago. Um, so as I was transitioning from group to group, I brought Kelly along with me, um, and Kelly 
has been absolutely fantastic. I met Kelly up in Celtic Park. Um, at the time, she was going through a rough time. She wanted to come off different platforms and whatever. And she said she was in that Celtic Park and God knows what. Um, so I've offered to bring Kelly and her little son to Celtic Park. Um, and then Anne, I want to say about Anne, I haven't met Anne or Paul or the rest of the admins, but they've been absolutely fantastic. There's not one that's been, that hasn't been there for me. And look, these are all getting free of pay. They're not getting sponsorship from anybody. It's all free of pay and all the admins have been doing fantastic. It's like a job to them. I, I couldn't thank them enough. Yeah, it's a really professional setup there from, as you said, I get to see how you guys are running it. So it's been really impressive and eye-opener. So, yeah, just keep up the good work. Cheers, thanks. It's, yeah, it's been, been great. And then it's, it's, uh, I also do the Insta and the, the photos on the Insta. So we have about 1k followers on the Insta. Twitter, I'm not really good at Twitter. So I haven't got my head around Twitter at the minute, but we are up on Twitter. Um, but it's, uh, it's kind of a no really. Yeah. I only got on the Twitter about a year ago myself and uh, with my old podcast before Salty Down Under. And, yeah, sometimes it's good. Other times it's a bit of a cesspit of uh, filth and people just abusing people. So it's like you, like you figure it out which way you go. Depends on what day, when you go on. Yeah, it's just, uh, just uh, I can't get my head around the cell, but I don't really mind the use because I can just in all the comments. Um, and we just always have, and even um, and we, we ourselves, we, we kind of, myself as a page on Facebook, um, I kind of, because a page I don't have any control over, um, I'd rather have some kind of control who's liking it and whatever. And um, now I can see me likes, but when they're coming in, they're hundreds. It's very hard to see who's coming in, um, and it's just I'd rather have some kind of little bit of control. So I've now came up with it on the 29th. We've we had a lot of obsessed fans from the other side of Glasgow, and um, so we've came up with a little metal um, event and does happen like that again. So we'll be actually still keeping things Celtic related. So earlier in the week, we put up you put up a post on the Celtic YNWA page, asking some of the people on there for some questions about what any questions that they'd want to ask you if they had the chance. So I've gone through. I've got a yeah. few here. So okay. so the first question first question come from Jamie Macklin, and it was how hard or easy would it be to get rid of the present board? Great question. Um, so basically, I think it'll be hard. Um, I think it'll be up to all supporters to have a strike uh, to actually get rid of the board. Um, it's not going to be one individual. It's not going to be chat on, on social media, sack the board or whatever you want to say. It's not going to be the Green Brigade hanging bangers up, banners or chants um It'll be literally what Arsenal fans did and so on. It's literally not attending games or have a strike on the Celtic way before a match and delay kick off by 15 minutes by not coming in. The stadium, that's the way I see uh, the second board. Um, realistically, why would you want to sack this board? I understand fans are frustrated 
with the transfers and what have you. Um, but the board have also turned the club from bad to good. And a lot of fans don't realise that also. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like a lot of fans, they see the whole last three years, how well things have been going and they're all the... Oh, they're all spoiled, basically. I look at it and go, well, they just want it all now. And I understand that. But at the same time, as you said, went from bad to good. The commercial revenue is constantly growing, which means we can afford better wages, which means we can have better players. We can invest in the infrastructure with Lennox Town. We're doing up the, the other training venue and we've got the new pitch and all that sort of stuff. So at the end of the day, there's a lot of positive stuff going on there. You've got Celtic Way being done up. You've got the potential of the hotel and yeah. museum. There's a lot going on there. And to me, look, I'm not a massive fan of Peter Law. I think he's getting paid way too much for what he does. But at the same time, well, the proof's in the pudding. Well, they, they put the board as one. And Peter Law, well, I'm not going to go into much in detail, but his wages are a bit too high, um, in my opinion. Um, and that's just his wages. And then you also have bonuses on yeah. top of it. So he has commercial revenue also. And if he, let's say, if he didn't sign a player and the revenue's looking good in the summer, he makes an extra few quid. And not many fans realise that, that about Lawwell. And I've been studying a bit on, on different forms and stuff about Lawwell. And, yeah, it's kind of crazy to even... Once you start studying it, it's, it's kind of a, you say, uh, why have we got this kind of board in place or whatever? But then, then again, he's probably one of the best in the business. Yeah, and then you've got, so, pe- you got people saying for him, oh, he's great with the, um, that he's on the European club committee and then he's, he's like really well linked up in Europe. And I'm like, that's great and everything. But if you compare CEO wages across other top companies across the UK, You've got guys at top banks down down in London, and they're earning five hundred thousand a year. This bloke's getting three million a year, or whatever it is. So it's, I just can't. You just look at it and go, three million. That's a striker. That's a player. Yeah. 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 yeah plus bonus. So, uh, but I think, I think if if the fans the fans are more looking at, I understand where the fans are coming from as well because they're looking at. Um, Let's say, let's say Kieran Tierney down south, they look for 25 million. Then they're looking at Dembele as well to Leon for another 20 million. And they're looking at that kind of, and they're looking at that sums. And then they're saying there's obviously Champions League money coming in and European money. Um, and they're saying Celtic's commercial rate is high. But then some fans are forgetting about the wages that's going on in the board. Um, not just the board, let's say the catering staff and the yeah. whole list all the way down. And that goes up in, in all of our its millions. And we kind of, kind of forget about all that. And then you're on about electricity, the lights, the whole lot, you know, and that costs money. So a lot of fans haven't broken it down each to each. So I kind of have, and that's quite high as well. And players wages are high as well. And yeah. um, so what I love to see, um, personally on a personal note, but it probably won't happen, is that Celtic were to invest one third of a player that they've sold. So let's say they sold Kieran Tierney for 20 million and we bring in a player for about 7 million. That's your next, uh, thereabouts, five, seven, I'm not good at maths, but, um, but that's how I kind of run it. Um, one third of the 
of that and then you can have another third into into that player's wages and then you'll also have um then into the club as well. And that's how I kind of run it. Um so everything towards Yeah, we discussed this on a, an old Sunny Town Under podcast where we said realistically that we like the, the Salzburg model that they have or what Ajax do where they get the players, they bring it through. And like Salzburg, they they bought a guy for three million, sold him for ten million. Then with that ten million, they put seven million of it back in, bought a five million dollar player, a five million player and two one millions, and then one of those one million guys mm-hmm. they've just sold for twenty million. So it's like you just invest like one guy who's ready for your first team now, two long term guys, and that's the sort of structure we need to be doing. No, but that's all well and said. But you look at Germany and you look at the Germany setup. Like there's, I've I've went to Germany and I look up up the setups in Germany and it's absolutely fantastic. It's probably Europeans' best setups. Like Germany for a first team, let's say for a first team, they'd have about five different squads they can pick from, and that's because they're all they're all integrated in football. They're all being part of it. It's unbelievable. Germany's setup is unbelievable. Scotland hasn't got it. It's a different setup to the, the other side of European football. That, that's in my opinion. Yeah, the Germans, the Dutch, and the Belgians have got really good setups like what you're just talking about. And then you look at, and people are talking about Scotland and, oh, yeah, they're a small country. Well, not really. It's just you haven't invested it properly. And they haven't invested in the football, and that's where the, the downside is. Is they haven't? Okay, it's been great to see Celtic players coming up, but then you look at the, you look at how many Celtic players are in under 16 teams. You know, across, across it, you know, there's or 15s. There's that's at least 40 different players. So you're only a very slim chance of any parent to make a Celtic team, yeah. um, for the son to make a Celtic. Team. So that just shows you it's kind of intense as well, and it just shows you the setups aren't really there and really push them forward. You know, like the case in points with you look at the uh, we got a lot of the, the Irish youth guys over there with like Coffey and Afalabi and Connell and O'Connor and those sort of guys, and you're looking at them coming through yeah. saying they I watch them on the reserves and I'm like they're playing well, but how are they going to break through? Yeah, exactly, and, and the same way in Ireland is the setups again is, is kind of in in a few clubs it's all about competition and I get that, but it's uh, I, I understand that the setups are like Scotland over here in Ireland and that's them players I fancy Lee O'Connor to to break through and um, he's a he, we've seen a game or two from him. Um, and there's a few good, like you look at Kamoko Dembele, he's another good player from the reserves. Um, so I think what Celtic need to do um, realistically is to buy from from foreign countries with the good setups. So the youngsters, if they are to go down that road, you buy the youngsters from this country and you bring them to Celtic, let them do on the reserves. We look at Edward, we looked at Dembele. They're both French. Why not buy from the French, let's say, PSG are getting them, but why not look down for our field? Like, there's obviously, there's a few good players in France, in my opinion. You know? Yeah, it's a 
good good environment. Like you've got a young kid, Sissoko, at PSG as a centre-back that we've been linked with. And you look at that and go, well, that's the perfect situation. It's pretty much the Edouard situation all over again. Sign the young kid, bring him in, and off you go. Yeah, and uh, to me, it's like Celtic have, I, I know about the Edouard situation, but Celtic sold Dembele in, in a January transfer, which was kind of strange um, to sell in a January. Um, and I think Celtic need to keep the core team uh, from now till let, let's get nine and then ten in a row and then sell. It's only two years, a, a year and a half down the line. And to me, if Celtic can keep the core, invest in, in the, the fringe players or whatever you like to say, or, or the other players as well, um, like you'll, I know, I know they're going to have your man Patrick Camille from, from Poland, that new signing, and he, he's, he's only young, you know, why not? I haven't seen much of him play, so I'm not going to say. But is he going to get ahead of Edward? Like, who's going to challenge Edward for his position? And there's none of that at Celtic at the minute. You say, OK, Lee Griffith was a, was a third-choice striker in the League Cup final. Um, the Camille Camoga, now I know he just scored Lee Griffiths there at the weekend, so I'm not going to take that away from Lee Griffiths. And then you have the hate speech also on, online. Um, and then you have the, the Polish striker, uh, Camille, um, who's he gonna, who's he gonna challenge Lee Griffiths or Edwards? To me, he's challenging the bench in my head. Yeah, it depends on the formation we're playing. If we're playing with the normal, with the one up front on his own, yeah, he's basically backing up Edward. If they're playing with two, then it's him, between him and Griff for that second striker spot. Exactly. So there's no, no competition really there for the, the, Attacking role, um, like yeah, let's give you in, let's say centre midfield that Celtic there at the moment. Yeah, you have Brown and you have Callum McGregor, and you can also play in a champ Beaton in in that similar role. You know, um, so there's there's not much of a striker depth as look. I can sw- switch each week. It's been Edward, 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 Edward. But Edward's been fantastic, and I'm not going to take that away from the boy himself. Um, but they should have any any team I've looked at. You'd have a similar kind of striker that can score goals or that will get you goals, and they'll, they'll challenge you for your spot. The perfect example was back in the Seville team in 2003, where you had Hearts and Sutton and Larson. Like there you go, there's your options. Mm-hmm. Recent example would be yeah. when we had Rogers manager and us. We had. Forrest out right, wide right with Roberts. And those two battling for a position. Now you look at Forrest, like, like, he's looked tired, but he's had no one challenging him for his spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if fans are saying, oh, well, Boyo can go there, or Shahid can go there. There's a few players that can go there, but he's Forrest being great. But then again, they're only fringe players. Let's give in another good, challenging player to there. I looked at, I'm not going to say names, but I love to see the Liverpool, I was watching the Liverpool versus Everton match and I've seen your man uh, Elliot play it's, um, and he's playing right wing and I said, wow, he'd be great at Celtic, he'd be able to challenge Forrest for his spot, you know, 
a like for a like, and I think both can play with each other, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, you, there's always, I'm always like that when I'm watching the local league, even over here in Australia. Like, I'm sitting there on the weekend and I'm watching Perth Glory play, and I've got this guy who used to be, when he was 16, he signed at Lazio and he was over there for a bit and he come home and it's like, it's got Chris Economides, like, he fits our model. Like, right winger, we'd be able to afford him, and I think he could do the job, but no one over in Europe would have heard of him, so it's like, well, you can't really throw that option there. So it's like, well, who can you get? Yeah, and I, I think, I think, I think with the way Celtic are signing, I know a lot of fans are saying, ah, well, why not bring in someone like Messi or Ronaldo? And a lot of fans like that. But then again, you have to look at Celtic's point of view when they're bringing in you, someone looking at you. I know your man Harry Elliott is only a new signing to Liverpool, so before I, I stay at in here, so that won't happen. Um, just in case anyone's listening. Um, but I'm just giving an example. If that's the teams we need to go to, the likes of Liverpool, the likes of Man City, and where the fans kind of know the, the youth system, and that'll actually get the board back on track with the fans talking. You know, the, the, the board, the board are doing it quite clever. And, and this is where I'm going back to your question, because the board are doing a question, because I haven't heard of uh, Patrick Camille before he was linked to Celtic. I haven't heard of Islam Soro. Yeah, now he's not signed, but 99% he will sign. It's a work permit. Um, yeah, a work permit. Yeah. yeah. Not as a, as a guest, um, uh, and I would have put that up last week on my page. Um, but the, that would have been um, nobody, I guarantee you, very little fan. I'm not going to say nobody, because obviously one person or two person went heard of so, but majority of football fans of Celtic have not heard of these two players coming in on the transfer market. Yep, I know exactly what you mean. I agree with you on that. But that's what you've got a guy like Hammond there for. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's setting up, rebuilding the whole recruitment structure. So that's you got to like trust him because yep. realistically, had you heard of uh, what's his name, of Frimpong? Yeah, I actually did actually. And I'll tell you how. It's actually a quite funny story. Um, I heard a fling pong. I was in a taxi. And the taxi man is a black man. And he was brought me into Dublin City. And he had two sons playing at Man City. And would you believe it or not, he said that the, his 19-year-old son, he said, I wouldn't think would make a first-team football. But he said, my 16-year-old is brilliant and he will make first-team Football. And he was telling me about the the names and all the different players that were in the Man City lineup in for his kid. And he said that these players and he's gone fair play to the taxi man. He told me about thirty different names and like an A and a B kind of setup. But I don't know what kind of way the setup is. But he's telling me about thirty different names and and like I don't know. He could have been to teach me about his his other son as well, but. Um, he's 30 different names and he's gone through each name and he's telling me that this player would make it and this player wouldn't and fair play to him and that's how I heard of uh, Fairpoint by that taxi man yeah that's a good story but yeah like look going back to what I said like you'd heard of him because of your taxi but I I hadn't heard of him 
But then it was the same with Olivier and Cham. Paddy Roberts I'd heard of once before we signed him. It's like, Man City, they bring youth players in, they develop it, and we've got such a good relationship with them that if our guys are going there to go shopping, like we're linked with this guy Pervado or whatever it is, a right winger who played with Frimpong to challenge Forrest for his position. We signed someone like that. I'm not going to question it. I'm like, okay, that pathway's worked well for us. I wouldn't question it. Yeah. No, it, and it, it has. But then again, do you want to be signing 19, 20-year-olds or do you want to be bringing in 23 to 24-year-olds? Yeah, where right. they're just entering. And that's where that's where most fan, fans would rather. It's just a little bit more experience. A couple of years down the line, 23, 24, you can sell them off at 27. You know, let them be there. Or 27, 28. Um yeah, you look at Sinclair, we signed him and he, he was being great um, at an experienced level. Now Celtic, are, oh no, we have Johnny Hayes and what have you. But then again, what happens with injuries? You know, there's another position that's left, left side, yeah. you know. I heard a, um, about, like I was reading an article about how Jurgen Klopp structured up the Liverpool and they bid their, their rebuilding where every player that they've signed other than two guys who are in the current squad were signed between 23 and 26, so that in this current window, they're all hitting their peak ages of 26 to 30, so the majority of their squad is that age at the moment, other than guys like Alexander-Arnold and one or two others. And to me, that ties in perfectly with what you're saying, where you want to get those guys who are 23, 24, because then we're going to get their peak. At the moment, we tend to have the older guys like Bruni and... Well, Sinclair's just gone, but we had guys over 30, and then we had a lot of guys 24 and under, but we didn't have that group. You didn't have that group, and we don't have that group. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do. We do. We might, you might add Callum McGregor in on that group. You might add James Forrest in on that group. But and Julian, realistically, that's about it. That, that's, yeah, there's not enough of it, um, in my opinion, um, and there's not enough kind of like, it's great that Celtic are buying, but if they were to buy just before their peaks, and it'd be, that's where they need it. That's where they did in the old days, and that's where you look at the 2000 team, or the 03 team, the Seville team, let's say, right? And um, I remember watching Celtic all the way through the 90s and all the way up, and it's, it's been crazy. Like, you look at them, they're all being, being they all had a nice young kind of 24 you had Alan Thompson Petrov you, you had Henrik Larsson at a young age you, you had Balday there um, that was coming out in his peak um, there was 10 players there I know there's 101 different names there but I could have named but I just named a few for you yeah. but you make the point like bringing in the experienced players makes sense like I know we're talking about that 20, 24 to 30 sort of range, but I actually yeah. reckon one of Brendan Rodgers' best signings for us was bringing in Colo Torre for that one year because we had a lot of young centre-backs, so you put the experience that he had there from day one, yeah. and that's the sort of thing. Even if it's just a one-year sort of deal, get them in. If it's the, they've got the right makeup, get them in so that they can train up and pass on their knowledge. Like a guy like Ayer at centre-back, and even Jozo, training yeah. with Colo Toro every day, a guy who'd done pretty much everything in the game. 
Look how, much, how quickly they would have come along. Oh, it's it's unbelievable, and I think that's what Celtic need. If, if they're bringing in, a, but I, then again, I wouldn't bring in eighteen, nineteen year olds. I know that's what the kind of Scotland setup is, but we're talking about European football, and that's what fans want. European football is a good run. We're not talking about winning it. We want a good run. We want won't be winning in Champions League. We're not in Champions League this year, and that's down to the investment side, and that's not being funny. With Lawwell, or um, that's that is the the reality of it. It's poor investment in the summer. We've been signing too late in the transfer windows in the last two years, three years, if you want to say. We're signing majority, and it'll happen in this January also, where we sign in the last week our majority of our players come in. We and just in the summer gone, we bought brought in three players on transfer deadline. It's kind of so it's, the way it's, it's going at the moment because of, well, when teams, they go, okay, now we're going to make the players available. So, unfortunately, we'd like to have be like these other clubs, like your Dortmunds and your Liverpools, where you sign up, guys are ready to go, and as the window opens, bang, the players are in the door. But, unfortunately, because of... No, I understand they're not in the door, and I understand yeah. they're not on the edge of the transfer, and I know they're not listed, but there is... They've obviously gone before the windows open. Look, I want this. The manager gives a list. Not many people realise this. The manager, so at the minute it'll be Lennon. He'll give a list to the board. It'll go through the names. He's not available, but he's available. And he'll have a list of about six or seven players and he might only sign in uh, three of them players, let's say. And that's up to the board to sign. And at the minute, I'm not going to be funny. I'm going to ask you this question. I know you're the interviewer, but do you think Lennon has really heard of these two signings, the Celtic, well, let's say, Patrick Camilla and Soro, let's say? Because to me, it's they're not Lennon signings. They're, they're board signings. Yeah, and the that's the problem. As, it's, like, it's the same yeah. with um, last year when we brought in uh, the Ukrainian guy, Shred, when he came in. Rogers mm. hadn't heard of him. And yeah, I, and don't, I don't think Lennon's heard of the striker. I think he's heard of Sorrow because of how well he's got ties into the Israeli market through Dudu Dahan. But at the end of the day, I think he would have heard of him. But no, not the striker, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, so this, like, I, I love, that's where I love to, for the bar to tell it's just to step back, let the manager come up with the players day one. And that's, that's the problem at Celtic. It's the board that's signing the players. And not many fans realise that. And then they'll pinpoint they once once the manager loses. It's it's a pinpoint on the manager. Oh, sack this manager, sack that manager. Now let's get behind our manager and let's let's say look, it's the board's fault. And I think as time's going on, people are actually realising look, it's not actually the manager, the current manager, it's actually the board. I, I don't think Ronnie Dele when in Ronnie Dele's era at Celtic it was majority of the board. I'm not gonna say that one player was Ronnie Dele's, but I'm gonna say Ronnie Dele was a young manager. Obviously, obviously he's great and we had the Ronnie Roar and stuff like that, but to me, in my opinion, it was the board that signed the players on Ronnie Dele's era. And same with Lennon's fourth spin at Celtic. 
Yeah, I agree with you. At the end of the day, it looks like we're going into the structure more where you've got the director of football sort of thing where you've got Hammond out there recruiting alongside the board. And now it's like, so Lennon's not really a manager. He's just the head coach. So these are the players we're signing for you. Train them up. As they call it in Germany, they're the trainer. That's what the players call them, not, the, not a gaffer or anything. They're the trainer. So it's like, you train me up and basically coach whoever you're given. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's some things need to be just left for, for the manager. You know, or, look, I want a player that's physical and, and that's where they, they need to go and they need to say, look, Lenny, you get two manager, but you get three good experienced players. But I also want to bring you in to youth teams, and that's the way I do it with regarding the board. But look, I'm not on the board, I'm not on the Celtic panel. Um, I'm only a supporter, just like yourself, and that's that's me. And it's a support, but it's like a supporters page that people just come and like me or join me group and enjoy the interaction with us, and yeah. that's what we kind of do. We don't really have say in in the background, and some people kind of. It's actually quite funny, Jared, but some people think think when you're running pages and you have big numbers, let's say ten thousand is it's a huge number in the first year, like uh first year setting up on Facebook, we're just over a year on Facebook on the page, so that's the live one. And then you have to join the group. Um so regarding the page, a lot of people have we have an inbox on the page and a lot of people have said Celtic this and Celtic this, taking I work for Celtic FC, but I don't work for Celtic. I'm, I'm just a general fan for them. I get asked for tickets. I get asked, I don't get tickets. And people don't realise that. And that, that kind of comes out in my way to even respond back. And some questions are like, well, can I play with you and all? And these I've had be, that one too. Uh, i had people you had that one? for a trial. And I'm like, uh, wrong, we're a fan page, mate. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we're not Celtic, yeah. So it's actually quite funny to, to see all different messages now under, and then in the mix of it, so in last, last, last summer I've done a, 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 so what happens is people come up to me and they'll uh, say, look, can you pose for a debt, let's say, and um, there's a debt in the family, can you please pose? Um, just for a memorable and I always kind of be nice and this mate so I do but I always try to say look if you send me over a photo and I'll make a customised photo or I try to put the badge in the background and stuff like that I think all my funeral uh, the, the people that have died uh, the, I think majority have ended up on the big screen path from one and the one was my own sister well how and ever but the the, the rest of them, so that there's about four funerals last year, sorry, four funerals, three of them ended up on the big screen. So that's even great to say, look, and let, let me tell you, one of my photos have made the big screen also. It had the logo on it? It had the logo in the background, the Celtic logo, and I made the big screen at Celtic Park. So I was kind of delighted to say, look, I made Celtic Park, um, big screen, my photo. Customised yeah. photo. Yeah. You'd be happy, but you, you would have rather do it in a better better context, though, but you still made it. I still made it. I know I'd rather make it in a better context. I know I'd rather it be myself up on it or chatting about Celtic YNWA. But 
then again, it, it has made Celtic, but I don't know. It's like it to me. It's like a little guardian of that man shining down on on the little page and saying, "Look, I've got yours up once, and thank you very much, yeah. and thanks for helping or or whatever a friendly." And uh, that's gone up onto Celtic Park. So that kind of stuck with me, and that has kind of little applied in my heart because of the whole thing. Yeah, it's good to hear. You gotta love the whole, you know, the family giving back the. Just the way the whole Celtic support can rally together in situations like that, it's always great. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, I, I'm going to give you one there. I've put it up there. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to go viral. Okay, Jared. So uh, what happened was one of my ad- admins, as you know, is Kevin. Um, and Kevin is Kevin had a little daughter that was in hospital. She was obviously, this is why we're campaigning for my daughter. She died at the age of just under one, so would have been 10 months old. And um, he basically, I rang Kevin and I just said, look, Kevin, I'm very sorry about your loss and blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, is there anything I can do for you? Or and He says, no. I says, just look on social media. He says, look, no, I'd rather not open social media. I said, look, I respect that totally. And then he comes along and said, look, I says, Kevin, I said, there won't be anything bad from it. And I said, if you want it, it might spread awareness. And with that, he, he said, let me have a chat with me here with me, with Carla, his, his missus. And, um, like that, the, uh, he had a chat and he, he gave full permission, but he said, can you edit one of the photos? So I've edited it and, it's obviously gone viral, and I'm not sure if you've obviously seen it, because you weren't on the page back then. So one of the photos would have been share the balloon. So you, you've probably seen it. It would have been hashtag share the balloon and a little girl in it. Yeah. And it went, it went across. I had over a thousand shares on it. Yeah. So it, yeah, so you had a thousand shares. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to put this in there. Do not disturb, Mom. And there we go. So I had a thousand shares that went viral across and I hit the newspapers. No, it's great. It was, uh, yeah, I've seen, I saw that balloon one. So, yeah, it's always good to do that sort of stuff. So give a little back sort of thing, help your fellow supporters. So, yeah. Well, Kevin, Kevin's been great to me personally. I'm not going to tell you what he does personally, but he's been absolutely, uh, I met up with Kevin personally and the, the how I met him was actually through, through Facebook. So it's great. So I met all my admins, the two admins via Facebook. I met Kevin personally at a Celtic match in Dublin. Uh, it was the time when Barcelona were playing in the Viva Stadium. So is that the, um, the game at the Aviva, right? Yeah. It wasn't at Croke Park, it was at yeah. Viva, right? Yeah. Croke yeah, Park is, uh, is Irish Gaelic football. Yeah. Um, and then the Viva would be always soccer or rugby. So, okay, uh, cool, got you, that's, yeah. Us, us that's Australians, we all know about Croke Park because of the old international rules, AFL, Gaelic, cross whatever game, and it's absolute shambles. So, yeah, we all know what Croke Park is. Yeah. I hadn't heard of the Aviva until about three, four years ago. <laughs> like, 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 I, I do a bit of walking Crow Park, so yeah. yeah. Um, so I love Crow Park, and uh, I, I love the 
Uh, I won't tell you me Irish team. Lot of fans won't be happy. Well, I'm a Celtic fan. <laughs> um, but it's been amazing. So we went to the Aviva Stadium um, and Kevin, because I'm out, but Kevin, I was kind of pre-me planned. Um, but I wasn't expecting Kevin to hand me a Celtic top. And he says, here you go. Thanks for all your hard work. This was about five years ago. They're about four or five years ago. I'm not sure exactly off the top of my head. Um, and he, he gave me a Celtic. I mean, he always kept in contact. Contact since ever since the whole, the whole jazz of everything, you know. And he's been. I went up to Derry for a charity night for his little girl there in the summer, and it's great to have him. And he, he's a busy man, and he's uh, the one thing I can't get Gerald is the is the fact that he lost his little kid last year, let's say, right? And the next month after, he, he's He's asking people for uh, just to spread awareness. And like, Kev, you need time to grieve, blah, blah, blah. It was straight from the goal whistle. Look, we need to get out there. We need to get awareness. Once it, once everything happened, once this little girl died, and I'm just like, he's something else. He's unbelievable. He's asking, I don't want this to happen to other people. Let's spread awareness. It's time without even organising a funeral on board. So that just shows you the character of our admins. Um, it's great. It's a uh, very touching story. I was just like, wow, I don't know what to say off the back of that because yeah, that's really impressive. So, uh, yeah, Kevin, from mm. myself and the Saudi Den Under team, you're an absolute star, mate. Keep it up. Yeah, and don't, don't forget his girlfriend. We'll say Carla as well. She should give him... And, and yeah, I was saying behind geez. every man there's a there's an amazing woman, so there you go. There you go, I've covered that one too. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Yeah. I had one other question on the list that was sent through for you, so we'll just quickly jump into that to uh finish, try and finish it off. Yeah. Why does Dermot Desmond, who is worth a fortune, invest more of not invest more of his money into Celtic? For me, he doesn't seem bothered. From Brian Collins, who's just one of the top fans of your page. Yes. <laughs> I was looking at that. Uh, well, he, he's a majority shareholder, and I think people are, are comparing Dermot Desmond to... Uh, he's a money man, okay? He's like a banker. If you run a bank you want to, or a shop, you want to make more money than what's worth. Yeah, it's an and that's what Dermot Desmond it's all about investment. You look at him here in in, in Dublin. He's he's invested into Shamrock Rovers here, and I tell you exactly why I think he's invested. It's not because of Rovers. It's because of the land he has, and it's so he can build on them on that land. Do you see where I'm coming from? He, yeah. he doesn't own the stadium or whatever, but what he does is he'll invest two million quid, and then he might make another six or ten million. From that two million investment, so that's where he, he's a money man, and that's that's a big thing with Dermot Desmond. Not many fans realise it. Then it's also with it's on it's with the fans as well. It's the majority of fans, let's say, are, that are shareholders, and um, also run the club alongside Dermot Desmond. Yeah. So I wanted. 
I just brought him up because all I wanted to do was just throw that in there for a bit of a laugh because I knew that would be that one. Plus, I just wanted to give a shout-out to yeah, that guy has got the best moustache. That's all I have to say. I wish I could grow one like that. <laughs> had to have a chuckle. Got to say something stupid. That's my, that's my thing. Yeah. I don't tell the Yeah. Yeah, so um, do you want to plug your Instagram, Twitter handles, all that sort of stuff to finish off? Yeah, so what we have is we'll run the two on Facebook first. So we have two cars on Facebook. So it's Celtic YNWA with a little middle line and then page. So that would be our page. Then we have Celtic YNWA group. And that's also up on Facebook. Then we have Celtic, uh, it's the underline, uh, and another underline, YNWA, and that's the same for our Twitter account, so it'll be the same for Insta and Twitter regarding that. Or you can just search Celtic YNWA and look for our little uh, green ribbon in our photos and you'll find it. It's very simple to support Moito has in, in all our photos. All right, well, it's been uh, great to have a chat with you, learn about your page, a bit about what you do and everything. I appreciate your time, Alan, and everyone get around the uh, Celtic YNWA page. Cheers, Sheridan. And hopefully we'll have a bit of success with Celtic down under and maybe going forward you might uh, come to ourselves and we might link in with other Celtic fans. Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.